0: Poor Joe just had to field a rash of phone calls again. Here's here's the thing, okay? So like we're gonna see my doc on Thursday, and we're gonna and she's gonna say, yeah, we had this huge increase in web traffic, so you must have mentioned me. <laughs> she she knows it happens, and uh, she still doesn't advertise yet. Uh, Drive me nuts. Anyway, um, I should I should clarify something because it slipped out of my mouth for simplicity simplicity sake. What I have with my doctor is not insurance, okay? It's, it is direct primary care. It's kind of the way that medicine used to be. You know, you had the family doctor who would come to your house. She'll do that. Oh, you need somebody to go ahead and come by your work on your lunch break to go ahead and, and uh, you know, do a quick little rundown. Yeah, she can do that. You need somebody you can communicate with via text message or maybe face-to-face on your phone. I know some insurance companies are going to that. She was doing that before they were. Social media, things of that nature, if uh, you need to get a hold of somebody, of course, with all HIPAA compliance and everything else, you can do that. Uh, it's amazing. And the average time that we wait when we go in to the direct primary care facility, the average time to wait, how how long do you think when you go into the doctor's office, do you sit there and wait? Wait, 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 wait. Then you go back to the room, right? Finally making progress. And you sit in the room and what do you do? You wait wait some more, Right. And then the doctor sees you for like three minutes, four minutes. They're, this is why she quit working for a hospital. Yeah, we don't wait. We walk right in. We walk right in. Our appointment is usually about 30 minutes, all of it with the doctor or the nurse. Um, ask any questions that you need to. It's just the, the, uh, the quality of care you get is better. I mean, in my adult life, Uh, For the previous couple of years, the first time I didn't have insurance in my entire life, and that was because Obamacare was bankrupting me. Um, So we didn't have insurance. We paid cash, which saved us a lot of money. But obviously, you know, if you get hit with something that's a surprise, then, you know, you're hosed. It's no fun. But this is the best care and the most affordable care we have ever had. Period. It's just phenomenal. Um, And... It's not for everybody. There's people who are like, I travel for a living. Is this something I could do? I don't know. It may not be. It might be something that would be good for you and your family with a supplemental plan, which would be much cheaper than what you have through work. I don't know. Uh, it's something you're going to have to talk to people about. But like I said, it's not for everybody. You know, if you're chronically ill, probably not the best thing in the world for you. Okay. Um, but for us, we're healthy. It has been a godsend. Dr. Town is a blessing on the family. And I don't just say that as somebody who used to be her neighbor. I say that as a patient. An absolute blessing on our family. 100%. All right. Now that she's gotten her free live endorsements here. Okay. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. I know that I am not alone in this. And we covered the president's speech today about Iran. We, we got a listener reaction to the president's speech about Iran, how he's de-escalating with Iran. We did all of that. We had uh, Iran's foreign minister and, and then also what the Khomeini said. But we didn't talk about the airplane. So you've got this horrible tragedy involving this airliner. It's a Ukrainian airliner in Tehran. This thing crashes, what is it, basically three minutes after it takes off. This airliner goes up, comes down, mostly Iranians on board, followed by a large number of Ukrainians. There's some British on there and some others as well. Uh, Canadians are involved. And it's a horrible tragedy. Over 170 people are dead. This plane goes down Right when the missile strike from Iran stops. And Iran is telling Boeing that they're not going to give Boeing the black boxes or the data recorders. There's two per plane. you got the flight data recorder and then you have the voice recorder in the cockpit. And Tehran is straight up telling everybody, we're not giving this to anyone. This is ours. It's ours now. Which, of course, looks very, very suspicious. Why doesn't Iran want to hand this equipment over to the people most qualified to get the data off of it? Why wouldn't they do that? And if they're really concerned about the United States or Boeing or whatever, falsifying the data on it, why don't they just get copies of the thing and then give, uh, give the device over to Boeing and let Boeing handle it? There's a whole host of questions here. Iran's just straight up refusing Which, of course, leads to speculation that maybe the airplane didn't come down because of mechanical failure. Now, here's the thing, though. This is a relatively new aircraft that had just been serviced. And the Ukrainian authorities, which initially accepted the Iranian explanation of mechanical failure, the Ukrainian authorities withdrew that statement. So, Iran said it was mechanical failure. The Ukrainians published that it was mechanical failure. The Ukrainians deleted that and have now said that it is undetermined. So, I think the Ukrainians are looking at this and going, yeah, we're not so sure the Iranians are telling us the truth here. Now, Ukraine has a lot of experience with their airplanes getting shot out of the sky by warring parties that have nothing to do with them. So, this doesn't look... This does not look good um, given that Iran does not want to turn over the data recorders so again, a lot of people are asking some very serious questions about all of this now I'm not uh, you know a flight data recorder expert or anything like that I know it's stored on a on a solid state drive and all of that stuff in, in the box and everything I get the basics but Iran is just straight up saying we're not going to let anybody see this which leads to People to a couple of different theories, uh, and I've seen, I've seen several. One is, hey, I bet after you launch a bunch of rockets at, at U.S. military bases uh, in Iraq, that well, if you uh, create a big old event like this that the international community has to focus on, that it would probably be seen as in poor taste to retaliate against us for our rocket attack or missile attack. So there's that theory. And then there is the theory of you've got somebody in Iran, who I'm sure is wetting themselves thinking that the United States is going to be out there dropping bombs on them, and let's be honest, everybody in Iran's military knows full well that we have planes that they can't see on radar and that that sort of stuff. They they all know how dangerous our Air Force is, and that perhaps one of those anti-aircraft gunners got spooked and overzealous and shot the aircraft down by mistake. And there's, I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, looking at this, it's kind of hard to dismiss that sort of talk. I mean, you're launching, it, there's some questions about why this thing was even allowed to take off at that time, to be honest with you, but whatever. They're shooting missiles into Iraq from Iran, then they let a civilian airliner take off, and right as the missile barrage is, is over, so this thing takes off and then... Boom, airplane's gone, 170-some-odd people snuffed out. And the fact that the Iranian government is not turning over the data recorders is just highly suspect, highly suspect. Now, it could just be that I've been in this business a long time, and I'm a cynic, and I don't particularly trust the Iranian government, and maybe I am reading too much into this behavior. But I've tried to think about it from all angles. I've tried to think about it like, okay, okay, let's say Iran was legitimately worried that the United States or Boeing or something like somebody like that would be just, they'd falsify the data and lie about Iran. And Iran was very concerned about that. Iran can get the data and they could refute that in an international setting. So I, I don't, I don't understand it, but again, I'm not an expert in these things. Now I am again, take this at face value Okay? Just take this at face value. Um, News in Dubai reported that a missile took the aircraft down. Now again, I don't know how reliable the news is in Dubai. Okay? I'll be perfectly honest with you, I don't know. And there's this video recording, allegedly, of the aircraft on fire as it plunged into the ground. But it sure does not seem like this is kosher you launch launch a missile strike which again the conventional wisdom now says they intentionally did not um, try to hit any real targets some of you didn't agree with that assessment earlier today when we took phone calls on it some of you thought that they were trying to hit the targets it's just their missiles are that bad you perhaps i don't know But the conventional wisdom seems to suggest that the Iranians intentionally did not try to kill anybody because they knew if they did, that there would actually be a retaliation. Whereas if they didn't kill anybody, they could get away um, with telling their people that they did, which they did. Um, Again, on MSNBC, they spread Iranian propaganda that 30 Americans were killed. Iran themselves released a statement that 80 Americans were killed. None of those were true. No injuries, no deaths. Uh, with Americans or Iraqis, okay? Very minimal damage at the two bases that were hit. So, this very well could have been just one of those things where they launch these missiles, they intentionally don't hit any targets, they get to go back and tell their people, ha, ah, ah, we did it, and Trump backed down because he de-escalated in his press conference earlier today at 11 o'clock, a little bit after 11 o'clock which is about 14 minutes. We played uh, like two minutes of it for you today. He actually, you know, the reason I played you that segment is he, he made the case for killing Soleimani again, but then he also pointed out that the missiles that were launched at us were paid for by Obama. Just so you know, which was a pretty gutsy thing to do. And I, I know that uh, former Obama administration officials are, you know, they're ree- all over Twitter right now, but it's hard to dispute what they've, what they've said. So, I I don't know. This looks very suspicious to me. Now, you also had two earthquakes at the time, uh, well, right after this uh, this missile thing happened. Now, earthquakes do happen in Iran regularly. They're on fault lines, but they were of a magnitude that is uh, fairly large. So, you know, high fours, low fives. Now, they did have a 5.1 in December, right around the nuclear facility there. Uh, but you had two relatively large earthquakes that happened right after the missile strike as well. Also, very strange. So a lot of weird things happening. Um, now, we've got the situation in Baghdad. We'll update you on the latest information on that. That was breaking news earlier in the show as well. So, we'll tell you what's happening in Baghdad with the latest explosions and alarms that are going off coming up next on News Talk 95 3, News Channel. <music> good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95 3 michiana's news channel um i you know what i'll just refer this question to joe i got this question here from from a listener people have been asking me about taste test fridays and okay and i always say that i hope we'll bring it back it'll probably be sporadic and then we don't um because we're i don't know we're just not committed to doing it i guess but um (laughs) Somebody said, have you ever heard about the Twinkie cereal? If you want, I can bring a box by for Taste Test Friday if I can find one. Well, they're all over Walmart. They're like on the end caps of every single aisle in every Walmart that I go to. So I don't think you having a problem finding them. Have you had the Twinkie cereal yet? I have not had the Twinkie cereal, no. They don't look appetizing, and I don't expect them to taste like a Twinkie. Well, here's, here's the thing, though, Casey. I don't like Twinkies anyway. Okay, new Twinkies or old Twinkies? I don't. I, I have you Got, ever had, I had a, a Twinkie? Twinkie? It was a Twinkie. I don't oh, know. Okay. Probably a new Twinkie because that's the ones that are now in existence. Those ones are, they're not nearly as good as they used to be. It um, didn't taste good. They went out of business because of the, the, the smokers and confectionery union or whatever um, killed off hostess. But so Twinkies went away. They had already been altered several times at that point, but they were still amazing. But they went away and then this new company that's in Mexico bought them. And they're much smaller. They're denser. They're like less sweet. I don't know. They're not as, they're, they're still good. Don't get me wrong. They're just not as good, not even remotely. So there's no desire to buy a Twinkie anymore. So this Twinkie cereal stuff, I, and I don't know. It's okay. First of all, it's not on the diet. I can't do it. Um, it is World Carnivore Month. Okay. And my cheat is occasionally I will have some whiskey at night, um, but it's not on the diet. Cereal really bothers me anyway. Milk bothers me even more. So while well, while I can appreciate you asking to bring that in, the Pop Tart cereal, as somebody says, is amazing. Um, I, I don't think you should listen to this show anymore. <laughs> I I don't. Because we bought that, we bought that for the kids. That doesn't sound good anyway. Who who don't like Pop-Tarts. It was a weird buy. The kids, no, neither of them like Pop-Tarts. What is wrong with your kids? They don't like Pop-Tarts. They're weird. Uh, They're very strange. So, they don't like Pop-Tarts, and my seven-year-old, who will not stop eating junk food now, would not eat candy until she was like four and a half. She was all about broccoli and vegetables and things like that. Like, she loved. Fr- she still loves fruit, but now she's all about candy. So I don't know how that changed. Halloween probably. And we bought the Pop Tart cereal. I had a bite of it. I think I spit it out. It was awful. Is it doesn't sound so gross. good. Like
1: no, at all. It, and
0: it was. But it, look, I, look, it sells. There's a reason. Obviously, we have at least one person in the audience who likes the Pop Tart cereal. Um, but. Yeah, I appreciate the offer on the Twinkie cereal. I'm going to have to do a hard pass on it just because not on the diet. Going to mess me up. Not going to feel good afterwards. And as much as I love you all, me feeling bad for two days, and I'm talking about physical pain simply because you want to hear me do a funny segment for 15 minutes, no longer worth my time. Remember, my New Year's resolution for 2020 is to be a bigger jerk. Remember that? I was trying to be a nice guy last year, And it got me absolutely no positive gains, okay? So we're going back to jerk mode, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to put my foot down on that. But thank you very much for the offer. I really do appreciate it. But, yes, it is all over Walmart the last time I saw it. You couldn't get away from it. It's almost like they think their demographic gravitates towards Twinkie cereal or something. (laughs) I don't know what it's about, but Walmart is convinced that the people who shop there want Twinkie cereal. All right, We were just talking about the airplane thing in Iran. One more airplane story is out there today. And a listener sent this to me, and I thought that they were referring to the old story about Bill Clinton's picture, the painting. Remember that weird painting that Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, had at his island? you remember that? Yeah, I remember. The yeah, odd that weird. So, yeah, it was a weird painting. So yeah. I had a listener, okay, I hadn't seen this yet, but this is like in the 3 o'clock hour. They're like, you going to talk about those the, the Bill Clinton picture from uh, Jeffrey Epstein today? was like, it was published by the Daily Caller. who's an amazing news outfit, by the way. You should follow them. And I was like, it's like from August. It's an old story. Why would I do that? And so I just for the sake of, okay, maybe I'm missing something here. I just did a, I went to Daily Caller's website and look, sure. There's a whole bunch of new photos of Mr. Bill Clinton, who says he was never on the Lolita Express on the Lolita Express. With Jeffrey Epstein and a whole bunch of other celebrities. And Bill Clinton, who is uh, posing several times with Jeffrey Epstein's personal masseuse, who says she was a slave, posing with Jeffrey Epstein's pimp, this just Lane Maxwell lady, on Jeffrey Epstein's plate. Here's a picture. Okay, I'm just run through. I'm staring at a picture of Ghislaine Maxwell and Bill Clinton at the door, at the top of the steps of Epstein's private jet. I'm staring at a picture of that. I am staring at a picture of Bill Clinton with his arms around uh, Jeffrey Epstein's private masseuse, Shantae Davies, who is now a whistleblower on all of this. I'm looking at a picture of Prince Andrew with his arm around sex slave Virginia Roberts, who is now a whistleblower on all of this. Uh, By the way, he is now stepping away from his royal duties. Yes, he is. Um and that's weird because now you've got uh, the young prince and then the uh the American lady, the actress, they're now saying that they're stepping down as senior members of the royal family and they're moving to the United States. So literally an American woman went over there and kidnapped a royal prince, and he's like now living here. They're both crazy, um, but you know, hey, whatever. Uh there's a picture of Shantae Davies in a pilot's uniform that she was forced to wear to look professional. There's a picture of Bill Clinton with a cigar in his mouth aboard Jeffrey Epstein's luxurious private jet. Looks like he's doing something. I'm staring at a picture of a lady uh, with her, uh, she's like over his shoulder, and Bill Clinton is looking back at her red-cheeked and laughing. This is a trip to Africa uh, on the private jet. Uh, Then you have Kevin Spacey sitting here with Bill Clinton. Uh, What else do you have? Uh Gislaine Maxwell speaking on that trip to Africa uh, comedian Chris Tucker on the trip to Africa on Jeffrey Epstein's plane and yep so I, these are all new photos Now remember Bill Clinton was never on the plane <laughs> he never he never took any flights these are all new pictures that have been released so the Daily Caller has the story the US Sun also has it um, but pretty yeah pretty amazing so I appreciate the tip on that I had not seen this today Obviously, I was focused on the Iran stuff, and I did not get to my Daily Caller um, RSS feed yet, which I go through every day because they're an amazing news source. But um, So yeah, I, I mean, it's, I'm not going to read you the entire story. I'm just describing for you the photos that I see here. Remember, Bill Clinton is denied ever being involved with any of this. And now we've got photographic evidence of him on the plane with the women who have accused Jeffrey Epstein of all sorts of horrible, heinous crimes. He could be in the White House right now, Joe, as the first man. Just throwing that out there, ladies and gentlemen. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's news channel.